Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. The Word of God is living doing. Where it says, that for the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, how many know that's the word of God? Yes. That's the scriptures, right? Yes. Well, the same uh, uh, subject matter or person that the scriptures address is defined in the first chapter of the Gospel of John. In the beginning or the dateless past... Speaking about the eternal sonship of Christ. That's parenthesis. In the dateless past was the word. He didn't come into being. He's the only begotten but not created. How many of us understand that? In the beginning was the word and the word was God. The word was with God and the word was And of course, we have the ancient manuscripts and antiquarian Bibles and universally, regardless of what language it is, we have have the Bible in, in, in the nine most ancient manuscripts that were available to Christianity, right? Not only the three most significant, uh, languages that the, 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 uh, uh, educated among us on earth could maybe understand and uh, sometimes read and write, which were the Greek, in the days of Christ I'm talking about, the Greek, um, the Hebrew Aramaic, isn't that right? And then the Latin. And we could see that on the cross, you remember on the cross, uh, Pilate wrote in three languages, in Greek, in Hebrew, and in Latin. King of the Jews, King of the Jews, King of the Jews. Why only three languages? They were the main ones. ones Because you need letters to be able to write. And not all dialects had letters. So sometimes we can talk, but we don't have the letter formed or made yet. Even today, there's certain things happening in around the the, uh, Slovakian area... Uh, where you speak the Slovak dialect, whether you're Russian, whether you're Ukrainian, whether you're Slovakian, whether you're Slovenian, those letters were not available until the 8th century when, when St. Cyril and his missionary partner went up to the northern areas and converted by dialect. That's talk. Hit someone say talk. Is that not word? So the word was spoken, the word was received, but then they carved and formed letters of the alphabet that is pertinent to those, um, um, those dialects so that they could be written and be read later and not be committed to memory. And then, you know, you wonder um, what you heard. Does that make sense? And so, so when we look at that, and we look at the, that those were the most um, influential languages 
not only in dialect form, but in alphabet form, yeah. right? So that, so that people can read and write because the, the, the alphabet for those dialects were already formed. If, if you had no letters, you would know how to put a, 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 a discourse on uh, papyrus or on whatever, marble or on anything. Isn't that true? We, we have to, how many can write cursive? Look at that. Look, Christy, look at that. Lift your hands. Turn it, Christy, get up and look. Don't you ever tell me people don't read or write cursive anymore. We got educated people in this church. Were you lying? Okay. Did you misunderstand what cursive meant? I hope not. But the point was these these um, these antiquarian um, uh, uh, Bibles enabled because of the the founding of the printing press to take the most ancient manuscripts from three hundred and two hundred and fifty and and a hundred and whatever, and then uh, A.D. and then go to the four hundreds, which would be the Ethiopic, and and go down the line and verse by verse. There are nine languages in, in our main um, polyglot um, that we teach out of in first century discipleship. So in almost every single one of them, once the printed, pre- printed press is made and the, the manuscripts are made available and the scholars of, the, of, 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 um, of um, England at the time in the, in the um, uh, 16th century were able to gather the best of the best, both of the Eastern uh, Greek um, uh, speaking uh, that was committed to the pre-denominational Orthodox, Greek-speaking Orthodox Church, as well as the uh, Syriac Aramaic, or what we would call also the, the um, uh, hit someone say, wake up, you need this. We, we, we would call the Peshito translation. How many understand? In the actual letters. So verse by verse it's written there. Why am I telling you this? Because it says, And the word was with God and God was the word. So now whether the word was with God and the word was God. Or whether the word was with God and God was the word. It shows us it is the same thing. There is no degrees in the divinity. God, are you listening to me? There's no degrees in the divinity. So when it says the word of God is alive and powerful, and then it says, and the word was with God, and the word was God, we know he's talking about a word and not letters. He's talking about the living word, a person. Through whom rivers of life and rivers of resurrection and rivers of creation. And he says, let there be. And it stands fast. Now powerful. How many believe it just like that? And and God said and it was. How many believe it just like that? And God said and it was. In the dayless past before there was anything. God. God. Hallelujah. And, And so 
So then it says the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, or the word of God is living doing. So this living doing means, because we're talk, talk about faith today, faith is described in manifold ways. Or I should say the results of faith are defined in manifold ways. One way that we are more comfortable with is the way when something happens and faith is the result of it. People get it, we get all excited about that. But we need to also know that in between the happenings, there are happenings. Like right now, right now, somebody say, I don't understand that. Well, let me make it down to earth for you. Are you, are you fit on earth right now? Yes. Who's holding this earth together by the power of his word? You don't even have to strain about it or confess it. I just confess and believe right now let the earth stay together right now. You don't have to do anything like that and yet nobody gets up and says wow I'm walking on a a planet that God has framed. This is a, this is, I, I am, I am part of a living miracle. More comfortable with the happenings that you suddenly's than the continuums that are available for you and I. The milk and the honey, the land that flows, the victory that never leaves, the God who's ever present, the goodness. So that's, that's, what, it, that's what, it, what it says, uh, Maya, what, what it says, what it says, uh, the effectual working of his power that worketh mightily in us, the word of God. It's very clear about that. It means I labor, Paul said, according to his superhuman energy. That's the, the literal origin of translation. His. Not some mystical, not some new age, not some demonic, not some ghost. God. His superhuman energy, which worketh mightily in me. It worketh mightily in me. It worketh mightily in you. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, just for the sake of um, uh, feeding the flock worldwide and, and also clarification, um, let, me, uh, let me have us look at... Uh, Let's look at for a second epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. And um, verse 4. I mean chapter 4 rather. Second epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. And chapter 4. 
And if you love me, let me know. You know, when the anointing is this strong, it's, it's you know, I just want to make sure people don't get scared, you know. Um, we've been all over the world, one way or another, either by book, by um, television, by uh, technology, or 75 nations, literally. And uh, there's a p part of the world we've been to um, that ministered powerfully. We have literally thousands of of Bible school students that signed up when we were there because when we went, we went on three or four occasions. Dr. Robin did a women's meeting there a couple of times and then myself and the team uh, did three weeks and you were a little, little girl working, uh, little girl, I don't know when we were down under over there or up over. And um, and it's, it's interesting, Christy told me this uh, funny thing yesterday. She, she, um, she was out with the, with the people and she mentioned our church. And um, la the lady, see this is, the, this is why, I hate someone say, this is why the Lord is not finished with us. We got sermons to preach, prayers to pray. And miracles, to see. and miracles to see. The world needs to hear. The world needs to hear. I happen to know that um, that country, not only did we have literally thousands upon thousands of people during the three-week um, um, meetings that we had in a 4,000-seater um, day and night, But people came from Papua New Guinea, people came from New Zealand, people came from all over in order to come to Sydney and be part of what the Lord was doing in Sydney, Australia. A lot of miracles, a lot of signs and wonders, and, and so on. And um, this lady happened to be from one of the countries there that I know because I was invited and didn't have time to, but many very successful businessmen there um, in that particular nation that are spirit-filled. How many understand what spirit-filled is? Yes. Spirit-filled is not weird. If spirit-filled is weird, there is no church. Because the church was proclaimed the church, the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. So if, 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 if we were birthed, full of the Spirit, then that's the definition God gave of us. So these were, and by the way, your prayer requests are on my altar, so we're praying on my table. And that we're in a, amen. amen. And uh, this is what happened. They wanted me to come because they're, they're they're prosperous, they're successful, and they do a lot at that time of travel and ministry, both in the, in the Far East and then over into the South Pacific and in the islands and in the other direction. Does that make sense? Also to Hawaii. So they wanted the word of the Lord. They wanted doctor to come and give them the word of the Lord. I didn't have time to visit there, but I know 
by reputation that they're influencing their entire nation. Right? So this dear lady, she, she tells Pastor Christie yesterday, I hope you're not here and I don't want to embarrass you. Uh, I mean, I hope you're here, but I don't want to embarrass you. She said, she said uh, what church is it? So Christy described the church, and she said, oh yeah, I've, I've been there years ago. Is that that church where people faint? It's the first time I found out that we're the church where people faint. If I was there, I said, your people invited the preacher that makes people faint to your country. How long you been a Christian? If you've never seen anyone fall out under the power, what kind of Christianity have you joined? Now you understand you don't have to fall down under the power. But there's something that's going to happen. There's something that's going to supply evidence. Our God is alive. His arm is not withered. His ear is not dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that the church where people faint? I've been there. I guess that I would think that, wouldn't I? Probably not. I didn't. When I saw the anointing I, years ago, and I wanted that. Does that make sense? But I guess you could think that if you grew up in, in a particular group and whatever. And you walked in and maybe walked in for a second and we had a prayer line and people were... And um, faith did I tell you to go to Second Corinthians? Yes. That's right. How did I end up in Hebrews? Okay. Um, the thirteenth verse of the fourth chapter clarify something we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believe and therefore have I spoken we also believe and therefore or that is why speak Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up also us by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace or divine ability, right? 
might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. I didn't even plan that. Somebody shout. That's what the word of God said. We, we consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your mind. In other words, your mind just fails you and start fearing what you're facing and start getting you to lose your courage and lose your strength. That's not what we're anointed with. We are filled with the same spirit of faith. I believe and that is why I have spoken we also believe and that is why we speak so that so that the wonderful grace that is given to us may abound to many so for which cause also we faint not uh, though our outward man is is uh, perishing or aging are you listening to me and so that, and how many of them understand that that could go a lot slower uh, when you're in the power of God? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The inward man is renewed day by day. So here, the Apostle Paul is clearly defining something, and um, and that something is that faith is a spirit. Now, how many of us are IMI, International Miracle Institute, shout? Yeah! Oh, okay. My goodness, that is a good shout there, man. <laughs> no, isn't that true? We having what? The same spirit of faith. That puts an identification on not spiritually speaking or a force or a wind or a movement right no it's the spirit well the same apostle Paul said now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and said we with open face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory how? Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Or so, the, by the Spirit of the Lord, there is a changing. According to what we just read, it starts in the inner man. Are you, are you, are, are you catching this? So, although the outward man wants to decline, the inner man is regenerated by the indwelling of the spirit of faith. Daily. 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 According to the word of God. According to the word of God. You can believe whatever you want to believe. Are you listening to me? I could look at someone at 35 years old and I could tell if they lived a hard life. I could tell if this world has beat on them because they look like they're 70. But I could look at somebody like me 
who does not smell like the furnace. And if you give God a chance, I'll get a hold of you when you look as if you're about to break any minute. And I'll preach the living word of God into your heart. And if you will believe him, he will lift you. He will help you. He will aid you. He will secure you. He will infuse you. He will renew your life. He will restore your marriage and your relationships. He will renew what the devil... He will return what the enemy has stolen. He will the provision of God in your life. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. And so isn't that true? The, the, what I just quoted, did I quote it properly? We with an open face beholding as in a mirror the, the glory of the Lord that is the, the essence or the splendor or the radiance of Christ. What glory? Well, I need to stop. What are we told to look at? Here, here, here's, here's one. It says, um, and, and um, he's made him a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. And now we see him, Christ Jesus, crowned with what? Glory and honor, right? And, and in that he is crowned with glory and honor, what do we see under his feet? All things, and in, in that he has put all things under his feet, he left nothing that is not put under his feet. And he's, he's talking about man. And we do not yet see all things put under his feet, but we see Jesus. Well, how do we see him? We see him in his glory. We see him post-cross. We see him post-grave. We see him post-resurrection. We see him crowned with glory and honor. And, and when we look at that, we're changed by the provision of the enablement of God by his word. By his word. By his word. By his word. Because the word of God is the creative agent. The word of God is the resurrection and the life. The word of God is the savior of the world. The word of God is the procurer of the victory. The word of God. So the word of God. See what happened now? People think he fainted. He didn't faint. He's out under the power. Uh, little Christian. Isn't that true? And, and so, so then we, we see that. Then again, in, in Hebrews, 
and 12, and he's, in Hebrews and 12, he goes past the Hebrews 11 where uh, how many of us are in the 47 attributes of faith? How many are in the 47 attributes of faith? So I was going to go to Hebrews 11, but I'm not going to go there uh, right now. But in Hebrews 11, he goes through the things done by, by faith. And it's powerful because in Hebrews 11, it, just, it doesn't only mention, you know, by it the elders obtained a more excellent, uh, a, a, an excellent report, right? He goes on and Enoch was caught up or translated by faith because he had the... And he goes down the line. But he noticed, you notice, he mentions Sarah. By faith also Sarah received strength to conceive seed because she counted him worthy or faithful that is promised. And then by faith, women received their dead back to life again. So the 11th chapter of Hebrews includes specific miracles that happened specifically for women. Are you listening? That's that's very important, very uh, very. Um, unique but in the 12th chapter it says these all die having not received the promise the Lord reserving something better uh, for us that they without us should not be made perfect or, or, or mature they won't be complete without us so, but seeing that we are encamped about right now with so great a cloud of witnesses let us run the race which is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that is set before him endured the cross despising the shame glory be to God and is set down at the right hand of God hallelujah so now we see how do we look at the Lord we look at the Lord in his glory when we look at the Lord in his glory we don't see him alone we see him according to Ephesians where he raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places so then then well it doesn't look like all the forces of the enemy are under our feet but the forces of the enemy are under our feet We don't feel like all of the enemy's weapons are under our feet, but all of the enemy's weapons are under our feet. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. And and, and so, so... So the Apostle Paul, even in his teaching of Timothy, he says to preach the word. Huh? And then he says, because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the sound mind. Notice, faith is full of power. Faith is full of love and faith is full of soundness or sobriety of mind. Faith is a spirit.
I'm going to stop till the world hears you shout. Isn't that right? Faith, we having the same spirit, faith, according as it is written, I believed and that is why I have spoken. We also believe and that is why we speak. So we notice, I believed and that is why I've spoken with you. It's written. So I believed first, I spoke second, I wrote it third. Now we know that they believed, they spoke, and they wrote, and we know that Christ brought his own nature, the nature of life, victory, (laughs) and and the knowledge of the outcome. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and so, because right now you live in a world where three things ab- now ab- 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 abides. Faith, hope, and charity or love. And but the greatest of these is love. Well, how was the love of God? Shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. What kind of spirit is the Holy Spirit. Is he a spirit of fear or is he the spirit of faith? Is the word God breathed or fear breathed? I believed and that is why I've spoken. We also believe and that is why we speak. Now, now, I told you to remind me of something. Sit down and shout, shout what I told you to remind me of. Shout it. That's right. And I talked about my voice. A gift from God. My voice is a gift from God. And, 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 and I thank God for my voice. And when the Lord, if the Lord should tarry, and I want him to come, I love him. I love him. I, I love him however he shows up. He shows up with the presence. He shows up with power. He shows up in a, in a miracle. He shows up in the study of the word of God or, or, or in a vision or whatever. Or, or he comes. If he comes right now, he's coming for me. But I really have a doubt about whether he's coming right now because he's also coming for a church that looks different than the one I'm looking at. With all due respect to most of us, got quiet in this St. Peter's Basilica. And it is quiet there. I've been there by invitation. Real quiet. The Lord bless me with a voice. If I'm 130 years old, I'm going to have that voice. A voice is important. Many of us here never gave it much thought. 
When you look at a, 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 a production or a film that is biblical in nature and that has taken place 2,000 years ago or, 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 or more, maybe it's an Old Testament general like Moses or whatever the case might be, and you, you look at a, a, a magnificent production of that kind of thing, or you see Christ talking, for the most part, you haven't given it much thought. He's normally almost whispering. He's almost like sitting down, having a nice little talk, and yet in the context of what that account is, he's dialoguing with thousands. I don't have to wonder what it's like in the Holy Lands. I have been raised in the Holy Lands. I know that in order to shout and echo your voice from one mountain range to another, to another, you've got to have a voice. When Jesus stood on the last great day of the feast and cried with a loud voice saying, if any man thirst, let him come to me, he said. And drink for as the scripture has said out of his belly or her belly shall flow rivers of living water. God will put a voice behind your rivers and God will put a miracle in your rivers that will raise people out of a common raise of people out of deficiency. So Dr. Sumrall, you know, he, he, um, he read one of my books, and um, we, we were in nationally itinerant, and he read one of my books. It's called um, uh, The Miracle Ministry of the Prophet. And I mentioned him in the book, and the, uh, the part that I mention also is uh, the prayer... How many have heard of uh, a man by the name of uh, Smith Wigglesworth? Yes. If you haven't, he, he was a forerunner to everything. He was pre-World War II, uh, pre-healing revival that stake place in America, pre-everything, pre-the charismatic outpouring. Um, he's just been mightily used by God as one of the very, very powerful Englishmen um, that were touched by the Lord. He stuttered and didn't really talk, and he was a plumber. His wife uh, was the preacher, and um, then he got filled with the Holy Spirit and hit someone with the spirit of faith. So there are levels, and I'm going to stop for a minute and remind you how many believe in the uh, epistles of Paul? It's the word of God, right? Okay. We don't say, well, that was Paul and that was whatever. It's the word of God. So when Paul talks about the nine manifestations, gifts or manifestations or, or, or evidences of the Holy Spirit, remember? He, he says, I do not want you to be ignorant regarding spirituals or spiritual things. And then he goes on to say, that there are many, uh, many, um, uh, many ministries, but it's the same Lord. 
There are many operations, but it's the same God. And there are many gifts, but it's the same spirit. And that word gifts is, is the word uh, um, appearance or evidence. And so he tells us about three gifts that are supernatural, that are utterance gifts. Yes. So a word of knowledge, that means knowing something that you couldn't have known uh, in the natural. Does that make sense? That God showed it to you so you could elevate someone's faith and help them receive a miracle because they would obviously, if they're, um, um, if they're believers and, and you're not a con using technology nowadays in order to find out things about people, if you're a real man of God, does that make sense? Um, the believer will have... Am I telling the truth? I have to be honest. I just have to be honest. When we preach about the supernatural, we don't preach to the gullible. We preach to the wise. There's no problem with being skeptical. But just don't be a doubter. Examine something. And after you processed it through your uh, brilliant intellect, let it go down into the depth of your regenerated spirit and judge according to your regenerated spirit. And if it be God, get a hold of that thing and don't let it go. Because you will change. You will go to another level. You will be transformed. Hallelujah. And... Uh, and, and so if, if you can, you're talking about a plumber who stuttered and his wife was the preacher. When he got filled with the Holy Spirit, he was 40 years old. He had not had one, one time where he preached a sermon. Not one time where he ministered. But immediately the gifts of God started operating in him. We don't know whether he raised 14 or 21 people from the dead. From the time he was 44 or 40 to the time he was 88. And by the way, he passed away sitting up healthy, completely strong, and feeling as if he's 30 years old. Do you have a voice today? See, this is important. This is the backdrop to what I'm talking about. It's not about shouting. Maybe some things have to be communicated. In order to be communicated, you've got to put power into word. Mm. You put a power into a word, your commands are obeyed. When you rebuke the devil, you don't talk to a big raging dog. In, if, a, if a Doberman or a pit bull is coming at you, you don't just say, shh, get away from me. You just tell it, get, get. Are you, you, you got to put some volume in your voice. Well, in Christianity, you put the spirit of faith in your voice so that the enemies that are attacking will know that you have authority over the forces of darkness. 
Glory. Glory. And so um, Smith Wigglesworth, his wife passed away and he raised her from the dead. He, he came home, she was dead and he raised her from the dead and she said, she said, Smith, leave me alone. Let, let me go to heaven. And he let her go. This is not fiction, this is reality. Well, our father in the faith who, who ordained us into the ministry after we had been ordained, but there's, there's an ordination and then there's an ordination. So when, when a worldwide apostle and a worldwide prophet say, you're a man and a woman of God and we want you to join what we're doing in the earth, there's a different level of empowerment that comes into your life through the laying on of hands that has been practiced in the holy church of the Lord Jesus Christ for 2,000 years. It's called the imposition of hands. You're going to go to another level. You're going to put every disappointment behind you. You see, the enemy wants real, genuine originals to begin to start seeing something attractive in celebrities in Christianity. But you're not called to find Christian celebrities. You're called to find generals and heroes of the faith. Isn't that right? And so, of course, Dr. Summerall, they, they, he, he was on the plane or whatever, he, re, he read my book, and in it, the, it's not, I didn't make a wrong statement, but the implication was, because I knew about the encounter when um, Brother Wigglesworth was up in years, and yet very, very strong and healthy, and many of the younger ministers didn't really come and visit or ask his wisdom. Dr. Sumrall, who was at the time traveling the world with Howard Carter, etc., was coming to a point where he had to leave um, Great Britain and, and the European continent to come here because rumors of the, the, the war, the Second World War, uh, were brewing and they were telling Americans to get home. And so he, he, he goes to Wigglesworth's house and in, in, you probably know the story. And I talk about how Wigglesworth laid hands on him, which he did, and prayed and said, Lord, let the faith that is in me be in Lester Sumrall. So that's in the book. So Dr. Sumrall knew of our ministry, and we just had not... Uh, been in the same conventions or, or seen each other, you know, we're just, but he, he wanted to be very clear. Do, Dr. Sumrall is very clear. I told Dr. Sumrall, I said, 
I said, Brother Sumrall, I said, I, I have your original book on the gifts of the Spirit. I'm talking about the old one. You know the old one? He said, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, Kenneth Copeland was on TV today preaching on the gifts of the Spirit. Didn't even mention my name. So I was moving right along at that moment. <laughs> That's what he said. Are you listening to me? Obviously there had been some deposit made. Isn't that right? And no one does anything on purpose. Right now today we're having a Holy Spirit meeting and I'm teaching on faith. I don't even know how much we said and how much we didn't say. Does that make sense? But we spend a year together. You're bound to find out answers to some questions. And so he wanted to make sure um, that, um, that it's clear that he did not receive his faith at that moment of prayer. Because, see, there was decades of ministry before that that he was involved in, in Nepal, in, 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 uh, in, uh, in, in China, in Australia, all over Europe, everywhere. Does that make sense? Yes. But, but the prayer and the tears that fell from the man of God's eyes and landed on him is absolutely accurate. So he wanted to meet Dr. Harfujian. When, when can we, that's what the office said, and when can we meet? It took three years or so to meet. I found out we had something in common. When somebody said, uh, bless me, he would say, be blessed. Well, it doesn't take all that. How would you know? How would you know what it takes? When someone is demonized, I said, come out. It's a good voice, isn't it? Because I'll tell you right now, when Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount, or when he stood there declaring the word of the living God, he was not whispering. He was a preacher that is on fire. Or he is the word of the living God. He is sharper than any two-edged sword. He is pouring out the spirit of faith over the lives of men. When he cried out, Lazarus, come forth, my God. I found out something. I found out 
that if I dialed back the clock of time and got old tapes of anybody that, that, is, that is used by God powerfully, I found out that there is a note, a resonance in their voice that you can identify in your inner man. It isn't just volume. There is life and there is the spirit of faith going out. And there's something about our words that's convincing. It's not psychologically, it's not emotionally, but spiritually convincing. Hallelujah. It'll bring you up out of the depression. It'll bring you up out of oppression. It'll bring you up. Uh, hallelujah. And there is a resonance there and, and, and so on and so forth. And the same is also true with records when you, you begin to read the writings of the, the, the scriptures and then the, you see the, 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 um, the uh, she's all right. You want to get up? You don't want to get up, do you? When you see the, 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 the writings and the, and the teachings of the ancients, or, or I mean ancients in the Christian community, the, the church fathers, the originals, the direct um, um, disciples of the apostles, and also the words of the apostles themselves. And you see even the, the, the powerful spirit of faith that operated in the life of Philip and in the life of Stephen and others. Do you notice that in their words there was power that people could not withstand or stand up against? Now, if you are and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the Bible says with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Draw it up where? The word is nigh you. Don't say who's, go, who's going to go up to bring the power down from above. Notice he uses the word power and the word word as synonyms. And he's, he says by, by clear implication and analogy. Now don't think the power is way up there or the power is down there. The word. The word. The, the living power, the living faith is near you in your heart and in your mouth. So when, when you draw out of the wells of salvation, you draw to do what? You draw to receive revelatory insight and affirmation. Hit someone say affirmation. I hereby affirm. Say, I hereby affirm that I'm born from above. I'm a new creation. The old man is passed away. All things are become new and all things are of God. I affirm 
That victory is mine. The word is in my heart. His life is in my mouth. Authority is in my being. Victory is in my circumstance, in my sphere of influence. There is a God of abundance, a friend that never fails, an ever-present answer to every petition. I affirm. just going to dance because of the connection we have via technology or via ministry. You're not just going to run. In your home, you're going to stand. In your home, you're going to throw away the walker. In your home, you're going to get rid of the crutch. In your home, what was degenerated will be regenerated. In your home, the eardrums will open up and the hearing will become clear. In your home, in your home, provision will hit your house in your home the peace of God that passes understanding will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus in your home in your home in your office Mm. in your vocation glory to God there is no one in this world that is capable of harming your life. But there is your Savior who is more than ready to amplify the testimony of victory and triumph in your life. I call you protected. I call you preserved. I call you guarded. I call you fed. I call you healed. I call you whole. I call you free. I call you redeemed. Now please sit down and and if you would bear with me a minute. Am I helping anybody? You understand that I'm not merely preaching. I'm following the Holy Spirit to minister to your life. See, the the Spirit, faith is a spirit. In 40-some years of ministry, I refuse to allow people to put a label on what we are. Say, what kind of Christian are you? Well, we're real, real Christians. Don't, don't put a label on in order that you might act like this is the, this gospel or the, that, that gospel. Well, this is the word of the living God. Not an opinion. Not tradition. Not subject to debate. He's alive. He said, I believe. And that settles it. That's why we're pre-denominationally connected because before the church split up, the church was united. Yes. 
And, and, and daughter, if my Lord, your Lord, our Savior, prayed, said, Father, I pray that they would be one. Even as we are one, I would be a fool if I said Jesus' prayers when he prayed when he was here will not be answered. Jesus never fails to get answers to his prayer. Amen. You may be, you may, we may have to drag you kicking and hollering into unity. But the, into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So the method is, you know. You could get whispered in, you could get shouted in. It really doesn't matter about the method. But Jesus prayed that prayer. Why? Because as we believers say, look, the living word of God, we've inherited the sacred New Testament for almost 2,000 years, 1,900 plus years. We first inherited in the form of utterance when the, the, the very direct um, um, messengers of the Lord declared it and in utterance when the Lord himself declared it and in utterance when his predecessor John the Baptist declared it and then in written form when the church received it and inherited it, kept it and we preserved it we received that faith it's not letters to us it's not alphabet to us it's not a subject to us it's not a camp to us And this unification of the voice that, that, that when the, we make one voice to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Mm. The earth will rock and reel in a good way under the mighty visitation of God. Amen. may be seated for a moment. It's a new day. It's a new day. The, um, the um, confession of, of um, the epistle of Jude tells us um, mercy unto you in verse 2 and peace and love be multiplied and he goes on to say beloved when I gave all diligence to write to you of the common salvation or the salvation we share in common how many of us are glad about our salvation 
how many of us are thankful that our salvation is ever um, regenerating its reality in our life on a daily basis. How, how many of us are glad that our salvation is attached to the joy of salvation? There is joy in salvation. Why? Because there is a knowing in the experience, acknowledgement of salvation. There is a knowing that you are not bound by anything. You're freed by the Lord. So when he says the salvation, we, we, the common salvation, he's saying the salvation we share in common. So we share what? A different salvation? Is it different saviors for each of us? No. He said, when I wrote to you, I gave all diligence to write to you of the common salvation, the salvation we share in common. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. Shout those two words. The faith. Shout them again. The faith. Which was once delivered unto the saints. The, some original languages say that you would contend or keep the faith that was once and once and for all delivered to the saints' safe keeping. Remember the question the Lord asked. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Why, why, would, why would Christ ask that? Well, because he's going to deliver to the body, the church, a distribution of the immeasurable power of the spirit the almightiness of the power that worketh in us is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us then he's going to say keep that and you know what some of us are going to keep it and and some of us are going to be reminded you mean you mean that's what was given to us well then I have that I'm going to keep it because throughout the ages, how many agree that some people, you know, f concerning the faith were made shipwreck? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, that, is, isn't that in the Bible? Yeah. Is that a verse in the Bible? Yeah. Can, I, can I just say two things before I pray for you? Yeah. Pray with you. Because we, we got to turn it around, come back. We got to turn it around. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, when you, when then the word of God speaks, he speaks in picture form or, or in sometimes story form, if that makes sense, that applies to the generation he's talking to. So when he says shipwreck, everybody during that time knows 
what traveling on a ship is. And everybody knows that not everybody on that ship is the captain. Right? And then everybody knows that in order for that ship to get where it's going, it's got to have a chart or a map or a destination. You don't just sail out to the sea to travel and not have a direction on where you're going and which northern star you're going to connect to and what type of a, a compass at that time it was probably stone you're going to use in order to c- calibrate the poles. Are you following me? So during that time, because it's, believe it or not, a thousand years before that was written, the children of Israel and the Phoenicians were traveling all over the world and bringing back the gold and bringing back the silver and bringing back the animals, etc. Every three years they'd come back with shiploads of, of things that they got from lands that were named in the Bible. And until today, theologians and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, ge- geographers trying to figure out which land it was. Are you here? So how in the world did they get to uh, New Zealand? How in, how in the world did they navigate the continent of Africa 3,000 years ago? Unless they had a knowledge and they kept it secret and didn't divulge the knowledge to other nations so they were able to go and bring back and the, the outcome was Solomon's temple. I, I want you to hit somebody and say, this should, this, we, sh- we should buy tickets for this, but this is free. How many, honestly, how many didn't know that? Wave at me. Just wave at me. Yeah, because the king of of, of Tyre in Phoenicia, who actually deeded the Galilee from Phoenicia to present day and and, and Solomon Day, he had a covenant with, with David. And then his offspring went ahead and perpetuated that covenant in the Galilee was actually uh, southern Phoenicia. So the point is that Hebrews and Phoenicians traveled the whole world and every three years would come back. They wouldn't get lost at sea. They wouldn't shipwreck. They wouldn't mess up. Why? They had certain things that anchored them, both in the heavenlies, are you listening to me, as well as on, on, on the off coast, so that way they would know how not to hit the rocks. And then when, when, when a storm would hit, they didn't let go of the rudder. They didn't let go of the wheel. See, if you let go of the wheel and say God's in control... Don't tell me, well, why in the Lord letting the world go through what the world going through? Get your hands on the steering wheel. Hey. That's, say, you, you look at that thing and say, no, I ain't going in the direction of Hades. I'm going in the direction of heaven. And so what you do is you take the rudder, which is your mouth, are you listening to me, connected to the sail of your ship, glory be to God, and turn in the direction of the gospel. Hallelujah. You're going to get in your destination. You're going to fill your ship and you're going to come back. 
you'd ever shouted in your life. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.